Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, 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 and salutations, beloved. It is another fresh and new edition of Revolutionary Come back home to Africa. Come back home 
most haunted, most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this, who do obey us life path and journey. For indeed, without ancestors, we would be nothing. For indeed, without the ancestors, we would not be. And I know someone now in the sound of my voice is trying to insert God, is trying to insert Jesus in what I just said. But God created, that God has created humanity, created the blood, and understands that at the point of conception, your ancestors were there first. Okay? Your ancestors were there first, and they are our first line of defense. My mother taught me that God speaks in a soft, still voice. God speaks in a soft, still voice. She will not shout. She will not argue with you. She will not go back and forth with you. She will not blast her message over our own personal will. So that you can hear her above all the other voices and noises and sounds going on within our waking reality, our conscious reality. But your ancestors exist in your blood. This ain't some hoodoo, spiritual, you know, faith-based BS. Your ancestors exist in your blood. This is now demonstrated in science. Ancestral memory survives in the blood. So your first line of defense is, often your first line of defense is your ancestors. They have been human. They have had a human incarnation. They have a lifetime of memory, wisdom, energy encoded in our very DNA. And so you're stepping out into the road. They see the 18-wheeler coming for you. They push you to the curb because you ain't hearing the soft, still voice of God. You aren't hearing your own voice sometimes. And so they push you to the curb. And, and, and my godchildren, my students, my initiates know that I also call that the illusion of the issue, the block, the complication. What is the issue? What is the block you're experiencing right now? What is the illusion of the issue, the block, the complication that you're experiencing right now? It is push people to get out of the road and make a left, make a right, take the detour. Often because as a result inability to hear the soft, still voice of God. Mm. Some of y'all need proof. Prove me voodoo. Demonstrate me voodoo. Y'all aren't hearing. You aren't hearing to understand. You're hearing in anticipation of a demonstration when you are the demonstration. We are the demonstration. You are the miracle. You are. You are God. You are goddess in the flesh 
here to create and recreate a reality that mirrors our best interest. For indeed, spiritual knowledge and power only lies in its efficacy, its ability to produce lasting, reliable, powerful, manifest, tangible results. Right here, right now, in this most present moment in time space, not in the great by and by, not tomorrow, but in the now, when we surrender spirit, when we're in relationship with God and spirit and ancestors, God, spirit and ancestors. So I swear by the power of our ancestors. I swear by the power of our ancestors mm-hmm. to intercede, to survive, mm-hmm. to provide resources, to mm-hmm. create a way where a way may not exist. And it's a matter of listening, hearing, tuning in, being present, being in relationship with and to. Uh, greetings, Kevin Brooks, if I didn't say so already. Greetings, uh, Dashe Lemier. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Ashe, beloved, come on in. Welcome, Alexis Williams, and certainly Hafas Harris. Hafas Harris, come on in, beloved. Welcome. Today we're talking about ancestral signs. Do you see the signs? Do you hear the signs? Are you paying attention? <laughs> you know, to the signs. Many religious folks look at God, Allah, Jehovah, however you, you know, have compartmentalized God as something that showed power, showed miracles, showed manifestation thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago at best, but certainly not now. And I've stressed on this show before, nothing could be further from the truth. I indeed see more God, more miracles, more way-making, I don't know way-making now than I've ever seen in my life before. I'm also seeing a shift, the transformation, if you will, from compartmentalized religions, um, government-controlled religions, Um, to more of an aboriginal, indigenous path. And so many are returning to the ways of their grandmothers and grandfathers, returning to the ways of their ancestors, returning to the ways of the indigenous and aboriginal peoples who still, to some degree, inhabit almost every part of of our world. We just need to be aware, to be educated in many cases, and to then open our eyes and act and react and Mm -hmm. interact on a very different vibrational level than what we've grown accustomed to, to what we are now living and surviving in. Some of you empaths under the sound of my voice, you understand vibrational value. And what that feels like, what that sounds like. Just TikTok, vibrational value. 
but of what energy? Uh, a godchild, and I just talked about this like in the last hour. You do understand that what you're seeing is being projected at you in TikTok. You aren't controlling your algorithms. The algorithms aren't feeding your, your needs, your likes, your desires, what you want to see. And, and again, this has been documented. It's on the news. Google it. It's everywhere. We are not seeing, until the last 48 hours, we're not seeing what Chinese community members see when, when they go into TikTok. And it's said that they are fed, that they are fed knowledge, wisdom, skill, education, awareness, where we feed on low, low vibrational, low vibrational entertainment. Just picking a single TikTok out. Perfection on the planet, if you, if you didn't already know that, billions of people utilize TikTok. So I use TikTok because it's most present. It's most popular. Many people are already there. And if you're not there, um, you're late. <laughs> okay. If you're not there, that's your prerogative. But in terms of technology and where social media uh, has moved, TikTok is our prism, if you will, to look at what we're feeding on, what's being projected at us, what we push up with our like and, and make go viral, and, and, and that which we don't necessarily give as much attention to. And so there are people who are consciously deciding, just like your TV commercials, yes, sir, just like your advertisements, yes, ma'am, your social media is also crafted by someone else and to be directed at you. And so when we see ATR, traditional African-based religious systems, Ifa is in TikTok, Voodoo is in TikTok, Kandable is in TikTok, Maria Leonza is in TikTok, Hoodoo and Root Work and Conjure is, is in TikTok, certainly Black Witchery is in TikTok, and foolishness and miseducation is abundant in TikTok. And one of the ways that you still a culture, still a practice, still a tradition, right out from under a people, is to first um, degrade it, demonize it, devalue it. Um, and then when that does not achieve the desired goal, you appropriate it, you bastardize it, and then you demonstrate it in a way that's not real, that's not evident, that's not practical. And so we see more of that. Um, I can't remember, because I don't pay attention to these shows. I can't remember the name of the latest TV drama series uh, that came past my vision in the last 24 hours, because I was focused in on the comments. Uh, do you go straight to the comments? Are you one of those people that go straight to the comments to, to really find out what's being said and, and, and what's going on? Um, and, and then it's the hashtag, hashtag African spirituality, hashtag African-American spirituality, hashtag hoodoo, hashtag voodoo, hashtag ifa, 
and it's entertainment, creative license, knowledge that is, well, not knowledge, miseducation, um, misinformation, um, illusion, you know, at its best, if not outright deception. And I'm suggesting outright deception. There's a reason you see certain types of voodoo, hoodoo videos. Go to my my TikTok page. Go to my page. The most viral voodoo, hoodoo post that I have is entertainment. Entertainment. Me and another well-known practitioner, and it's us dramatizing our feelings about what's being said in that post, but it's, I don't know, 180,000 views right now. But where I'm teaching, where I'm telling the truth, where I'm giving the meat, are we bored with that? We bored with that. And I'm bored with you. (laughs) And I'm bored with you. And the empty post, the top notch, the jail nails, let me be more specific. Some people had a problem with long nails. Jail nails, comedic entertainment, and a deck of tarot cards. And then we said it's spirituality. What ethnic group is that? What ethnocultural tradition is that that you're demonstrating, that you're feeding from, that you're giving me right now? And let's be mindful, since I just talked about this in the last hour, um, 90% of the tarot decks that you all have are not tarot. Because of technology and the internet and, you know, we can print any deck we want. Flower deck, dog, cat deck, astrology deck, voodoo, orisha, loa deck. If it's a real tarot deck, the imagery is going to line up in a very specific way. Like a regular deck of cards. Like the book... um, by Mason, uh, what's the name of that book? Um, Secret Teachings of the Ages. The Secret Teachings of the Ages by Manly P. Hall. Not Mason, Manly P. Hall. That book, I once upon a time had a hardcover, bigger than this screen version of that book. It got stolen from me in Milwaukee about 35 years ago, along with my cache of I'll just say that. Um, but you can still access this book. In fact, you can access it online for free at sacredtext.com. Sacredtext.com has this book for free. And it will tell you exactly what tarot is, exactly what the symbols are, and where they come from and where they originate. Some of the symbols are indeed pulled from the ancient world, Kemet. Egypt, etc. But tarot in itself is a Eurocentric, Eurasian phenomenon that has taken on a life of its own. Um, not just now, you know, for decades, um, it has been a fortune-telling sort of tool. And the power is not in the paper cards you throw it on the table. The power is in your ability to read and interpret the signs. And so I've watched some of y'all's reading. I feel, I see, I sense, I know. You ain't interpreting nothing on them cards. Nothing. 
And if you had this new deck, how can you? They've diluted the symbolism. They've corrupted some of the symbolism. They've changed some of the symbolism. And so I trust I Ching more than I trust Taylor. I trust Delagoon, uh, Marin Delagoon, Dafa, Afa, Fa, Palmnut, Kylie Shell, Divination more than I trust tea leaf reading, coffee grind reading, because many of you don't have the archives, the encyclopedia, and you greatly, you know, uh, reveal yourselves often. You know, the first words usually are, you know, it's in my family, but nobody talks about it. My grandmama, but she didn't tell nobody nothing. Right. So, so, so where are you getting your something? Books? The library? Where are your elders? Our greatest connection to the ancestors are babies, small children, and the elders. Where are your big mamas and your big papas? That's disappearing in our society. The whole role of grandparents is shifting in our society. So indeed, our relationship to death and the ancestors is shifting in society. There will reach a point where we're going to run out of land. People have to come up with something new. We're not exploring space. People have to come up with something new. But in that, our relationship to those who've come before us, ancestral work and divination now has to increase, not decrease. Has to now fill the void where religion is no longer filling the void, where organized, structured thought forms are no longer filling the void. And there are those who are escaping one, because this is a dimensional space. It's more than how you eat, how you dress, what you believe, what you say, what you do on Sunday. It's a whole dimensional reality. And so some of you are now interdimensional, intra dimensional travelers and are now trying to relocate to a new dimensional reality that mirrors your best interests. And you still got friends, family, culture, advertisements, social media projecting certain imagery at us. I love Nollywood. I love Gollywood. I love the African videos and the African TikTok, Nigerian TikTok. Cameroon, TikTok, South African TikTok, love it, love it. You are seeing some authentic demonstrations of our tradition, but you're also seeing a great deal of entertainment. You know, once it's on camera, it's the entertainment enters. We could be watching a train wreck, but once somebody stops and, and films it and uploads it, there's an entertainment element that we cannot deny like reading a horror book, a mystery novel. Some people like murder series. It's a form of entertainment. And so those veils are are getting very thin with technology. Now we have AI. Now we're going into virtual spaces. Now we have the metaverse. And so the veil between what's real and what's not real is more thin than it's ever been. 
you, you see practitioners electors, particularly in Haiti, by tradition using a regular deck of cards, uh, which is fine. Again, if you understand what king, queen, jack, knight really mean, what your two of puppy dog toes really mean, what your you know four hearts really mean, what your diamonds really mean. But many don't have that, have not read the books, have not studied the secret teachings of the ages by Manly P. Hall. Um, and I like that book because it's one of the oldest. It has a lot of secret knowledge in it, um, captured from like the late 1800s up to the modern day. But it does a really good job of explaining terrifying and how they are used. Yeah, I've, I've had some really out of material to created with. They are the lowest form of divination. It's first it's paper contrived by man, then it's printed on contrived by man, human, with their intention, their belief, their purpose. Sometimes it's just I, I want to sell a million packs tarot cards. Sometimes it's I want to inject my belief or my positioning into the cards. Cards that are geared towards LGBTQ. Cards that are geared towards women. Cards that are geared towards, you know, anime. But the idea of what tarot is lost to many. And it's just a look. It's just a fashion accessory. And it's now, yes, being done in other languages all over the world because they get it. They get it. They, they know that the masses are, you know, quick to bite. So, you know, where's my top knot? <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me get my nails did, you know, come back with a real comedic platform and, and not really address some of the concerns that we are truly dealing with today, housing insecurity, food insecurity, political insecurity, racial, gender-based insecurity all over the world, all over the world. And, you know, we clacking and tapping and, you know, making comedic light of what should be sacred to us, what should be sacred for us. It should be protected by us. I can't tell you how many ethnic, cultural traditions in the world are protected right now because most people can't speak that language. So don't know how to Google it because you can't speak that language. You can't enter that code. Um, and, and they're only protected by our ignorance. And, and as soon as we become aware, then it's quickly sensationalized. It's quickly turned into, you know, the next, you know, clickbait post in social media. And so without our ancestors, my godmother, uh, Mama Yeye, you know, Otoye, may she rest in her room. She used to say all the time, baby, you just getting by on your ancestors. You just getting by on your ancestors. You ain't got no knowledge of this. 
You ain't really studied this. You ain't really been initiated in this. You ain't really practicing this. And you're getting by on your ancestors. And you're doing a few readings here and there, and you're having some conversations here and there, and your ancestors are all up and through, whether you know it or not, whether you acknowledge them or not. Your ancestors are in control because we just, many of us are just blindly walking through this fake reality. And again, it is a fake reality. It is a plastic reality that is sculpted based on your vision, your belief, your understanding, your position, your power, and your awareness of your power. God power, ability to co-create along with the masters of the universe, a reality that mirrors our best interests. And we get caught up in the diversions and the illusions and the distractions, you know, how quickly we, we, we were so concerned about what happened in Mexico. I ain't heard about that in a few weeks now with, with those members of our community, okay? How quickly we move from one sensationalized story to the next. What's popular, what's trending, you know, in social media, and then move on to the next. But but in that moment, we, we're so adamant and so authentic and so committed and so fire, you know, in the moment. That's why I call it weather. <laughs> and then the, the weather changes and you on to the next thing. And how quickly we forget where we are in the process. Remember, I'm, I'm hardwired. I'm on the spectrum, y'all. I'm on the autism spectrum. I, I have Asperger's syndrome. I'm hardwired to pay attention to certain details. Certain details don't escape me no matter what I do. A whole lot of noise, a whole lot of movement, a whole lot of action can be going on. But that little quiet conversation over in the corner, I'm hearing all of that, processing all of that, how you feel, how you look, how your body is acting and reacting when you say certain things, when you do certain things. And our technology gives us the freedom and the liberty it's a two-edged sword to see each other. You, you in my house right now, virtually. This ain't no fake background. You, you're in my space right now, virtually. But depending on where you are, easier for you to steal content, manipulate content, add you know some filters to the content, some sound to the content. Take one sound and put it on top of another action, and now you got a viral video of something that's really not real. And when it says entertainment, I'm happy. When it says jokes, I'm happy. When it's you know, hashtag anything. But when it but when it's hashtag African spirituality, now I got a problem. Hashtag hoodoo, voodoo, root work, conjure. But that was a magic trick. But that was a performance. And some of y'all take it to be real. About as real as those five fake profiles that are still floating of me in Instagram and TikTok that 5,000 people 
Well, 4,000 and some change now are still following. So y'all like the fictitious demonstrations. Y'all like the entertaining displays, even if they are empty displays, even if they are empty calories, even if they are absent of real substance, just like our food, right? (laughs) Right? Empty calories, sugar, salt, air, not no real vitamin, no real substance, no real minerals. And so now that's how we treat our life, our career, love and relationships, health and wellness. It's our view. It's our vision. It's how we see the world. Oh, Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, y'all. My live listening call-in number is area code 563-999-3643-993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9993-9
We're even being listened to in Russia. Uh, am I being heard in Ukraine? I'm not being heard in the Ukraine. That's an unfortunate reality that might have to do with, you know, the war. Turkey. But there's no excuse for us to be as ignorant as we are in the West. There's no excuse for us to be as ignorant as we are in America. we just lazy. And it's politically incorrect to say that. It's in, politically incorrect to say Listen, y'all just lazy. It's politically incorrect to say, y'all can't read. Oh, my God, you can't spell, let alone read. Are you looking at the text? Are you looking at the Are you looking at the I mean, where to say because that's an American thing? Where to have opinion? That's an American thing. That's my opinion. I have a right to your read is misspelled and grammatically incorrect. But you have to believe that you're so erudite. E-R-U-D-I-T-E, erudite. And well-read, well-studied, well-thought. You want us to believe that. But thank you, Enchantress. But we're watching your demonstration. Because you got to pay attention to what they said before that and after that. I, I do that. I'm quick to go to the post and see what you've been posting for the last week before you decided to jump in and post this sensational whatever it is somewhere in social media. I, I, I'm one of those aunties. I do that. I do that. <laughs> okay, I do that. But we don't do that with spirituality, religion. Otherwise, cults would not exist. Cult leaders would not exist. If people were not so quick to need a leader, want a leader, and not just someone to mentor, but someone who's going to do it for them, tell them what it is, tell them what it looks like, tell them how to prepare for it, you know, without them doing any, you know, uh, critical thinking. Do they still teach critical thinking in school? That used to be a class. Do, do they teach critical thinking? Any, they, it's certainly not in social media. And we're too quick to be tricked in social media. You know, <laughs> I, you know, it's in my nature to sort of be shady and, and complain, but I go out of my way not to. And, and sometimes it's a struggle for me. I'm like, Lord, what do I say? Olo Dumare, what do I say, Olosi? Mawolisa, what do I say, you know, that don't sound like a read, that don't sound like, you know, a criticism? Because some of you are hypersensitive to the criticism because of your trauma. So everything advice sounds like criticism. Everything advice sounds like a judgment. Everything advice sounds like, oh, don't tell me. You're not willing to hear the experience. You're not willing to understand that you're not the first 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 21-year-old, 25-year-old, 30-year-old. You're not the first 45-year-old. You're not the first 60-year-old on the planet. You're not the first 80-year-old on the planet. And other people have an experience that wisdom allows us to sort of take in. I don't have to smoke crack to know crack kills. Thank God. Okay. Uh, 
I don't have to watch a train wreck to know train wrecks kill. But when it comes to hoodoo, root work, conjure, logic, common sense goes out the window, particularly when we're trying to vie for the likes, vie for the comments. Like me when I tell the truth. Like me when I share a truth. Like me, you know, when I show my face. But why, why are we pumping up the fictional, illusional, delusional, not real demonstrations of African traditional religious system and then treating it like it's meat when it's not even iceberg lettuce, but treating it like it's meat when it's not even a napkin or a utensil on a table. We treat it like it's meat, like it's real, and it turns me. It turns me because, you know, every day, every day, it's a client who's overcoming their fear of voodoo, overcoming their fear of root work and conjure, overcoming their fear of hoodoo, ifa, akan, airway tradition, God tradition, overcoming their fear, a fear that has been supplanted and implanted in the DNA since before the time of the Middle Passage. Because, you know, it's not politically correct to say the Arab slave trade was well underway long before the the Middle Passage. So the idea that, you know, black was somehow less, black was somehow not powerful, we were here to be, you know, enslaved, we were here to be used and misused, did not begin with the Middle Passage. It laid a foundation for such atrocities to happen um, and, and to continue. Um, Queen Sheba, though I know what you're saying, please forgive the school teacher's son in me for trying to correct. But it's still a life skill, just it's a skill people don't have. Like cooking is still a skill. Everybody just can't do it. Okay? And everybody with a microwave <laughs> and box, you know, pre-made instant products, that's not cooking really. That's preparation of something. I'm talking about real cooking. Real 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 uh, and if I'm not mistaken, um it was a requirement at the college level, I think, for uh, freshies, freshmen, uh, sophomore. By that point, you should have taken at least one, if not more, critical thinking course. And if you're not in school, Google it, Bing it, read some good critical thinking textbooks and get an understanding as to why, you know, People like me seem to be full of complaints. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and it's not by age. It's generational, but it's not by age. And everyone's doing it now. I mean, my mother is 80, and she has TikTok, Facebook. Sometimes, you know, she turns it on, she turns it off. She's bothered with it. Some days she's not bothered with it. Others, you know. But the technology is here to stay. The Jetson era 
Remember the Jetson cartoon? Those of you who are of a certain age, it's finally here. Well, the only thing we don't have is a flying car. Now, you know, we got airports, but we don't have the flying car quite yet. But, yeah, we're annoyed Generation X for a very good reason. <laughs> and we don't blame anyone for it, but Generation X is annoyed for a very good reason. Greetings, everyone. Um, Oracle Treehouse, beloved. Oracle Treehouse has been with me since 2005. Okay, don't play with her. Since 2005 in social media, um, she and I have been befriended. Um, and greetings to you, beloved. Thank you for missing me. Um, and if you missed me, send me a note. <laughs> but I'm here. Um, I've been working, as you can imagine. Uh, I've learned how to how to move in silence, if you will. Um, but I'm still shopping a reality TV show right now, um, for which I anticipate everyone's participation. I, I got it all worked out in my head. I, I got a job for you, Oracle Treehouse, if you want it. <laughs> um, just let us get this production off the ground. It would certainly um, support me if folks would just go to my YouTube channel. Just go to my YouTube channel and uh, subscribe, like, but also like and support the video that's pinned to the top of my profile. That is the, or one of the trailers for this coming reality TV show. Uh, this isn't just an idea. This isn't just something in my head. You know, we already got material in the can, stuff that's already been filmed. I have a really world-renowned uh, production team, the Horn Brothers, Horn with an E, um, out of the state of Georgia. Um, we doing the damn thing. Um, and so, you know, those like Oracle Treehouse who've been with me since 2005, I have a place for you. Know that. You will not be forgotten. Um, I hope to bring some of you on the show, document some of your stories, um, document some of your ministries, document some of you all's work, but certainly document. Um, document. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> you got to move in silence nowadays. Um I want to document, you know, as many people, places, and things um, as I possibly can as it relates to respect the voodoo. <laughs> All is truly a blessing. Um, so we, I look forward to it, um, and it's sooner than you think. Uh, it could be in the next 30 days. It's, it's sooner than you think. Um, I've spent a lot of time, money, resources, energy, effort, uh, relationships to get to this point. Um, also, I'm hardwired, y'all. I'm on that spectrum of autism. <laughs> okay, I'm hardwired to detail. I pay attention. I, I know who loved me. I know who didn't. I know who threw a rock. I know who supported me all the way back to kindergarten. My memory just won't allow me to rest sometimes. But I know, I remember. It is documented 
it might very well show up in one form or the other. Um, at, at one form or the other, I'm linking that we're doing more than just a TV show. So there will be more product in association to the TV show. And so there will be an opportunity for me to meet and greet, introduce, share, and really give you more exposure, particularly those of you who deserve more. Really trying to get ready for that big day. I'm grateful. Know that. <laughs> know that. Black Beauty, um, as I was saying, you got to give him what you know already the school system is not going to give. You've got to give what you know already private schools are not going to give. And even if you find the best, even if you find the best schooling, the best educators, and they got a classroom full of people, there's that personal hands-on that's lost. I went to public school. Let me say this quickly, and I am going to end at the top of the hour, y'all. Um, kindergarten, Bradbury Heights Elementary School, got expelled not properly culturally acclimated to, to deal with other kids. One of the early um, symptomatic responses that you will get from the education system, the medical system, in relation to children on the spectrum. So I got expelled from the kindergarten, got kicked out. First grade, second grade, third grade, I went to another public school, but in another county, um, Shadyside Elementary School, Shadyside, Maryland, where my mother was a music teacher. Best scenario possible. Your mom is doors away, steps away from you, okay? Um, in the middle of the third year, they pass a law. You cannot go to school 
in Anne Arundel County if you live in Prince George's County. So now I have to go to the school that's right across the street from my house, Bradbury Heights Elementary School. It's still there. They've relocated it. They've moved it from one end of the block to the other end of the block, but it's in the same place, still inhabits the same territory um, as where it was when I was there. Um, Now I'm exposed to bullying. Now I'm exposed to public school conditions. Now I'm exposed to um, uh, reverse gentrification. Because at that time, um, Bradbury Heights, uh, District Heights, um, Hillside, Maryland, um, Suitland, Maryland, Forestville, Maryland, was all going through a shift. And still is to some degree. So on the one hand, you've got well-to-do families at the same school with working-class families at the same school with now lower-income children um, of, of, of a diversity of, of races, even though you would say it was a black school, but Suitland was and probably still is a very diverse school ethnically. Um so you had kids coming from the other side of the tracks, as they say, um, along with, you know, sort of these up-and-coming working-class families. Mm-hmm. And so we had fights. We had violence. We had craziness. We had people smoking weed and smoking cigarettes in, in the hallways. I mean, what no cameras back then? What no rings back then? What You know, what the technology just wasn't in place. So on the weekend, during the summer, during the downtime, during the off-time Black Beauty, uh, we were at the library. We went to the library every Sunday. It, it was mandatory. Not Sunday, every Saturday. It was mandatory. And my sister and I, Wapani, I know y'all know I have many siblings. I'm talking about my mother's two children, me and Wapani, because um, many of y'all know my mama from Facebook and y'all know my sister from Facebook. But you also know I have many other brothers and sisters, blood brothers and sisters, and faith children. On Saturdays, we had to have any books, read them. We were at the Smithsonian Institute. If you understand, Smithsonian is a series of many museums, many buildings, and we spent time in all of them. It was free. So, you know, I was free to get on the metro, to get on the subway and go to the museum at my leisure growing up. My parents encouraged it, uh, particularly my father, who was trying to make me more masculine, um, you know, demanded that I spend time in the streets. And so I would get on the subway and go to Air and Space Museum, go to Natural History Museum, go to the Art Museum for which you can spend an entire day and come back, you know, dinner time, you know, in a museum. And, you know, it's where I got my first real exposure to world culture and tradition, world spirituality and tradition, world religion and tradition, was through my mother and through the Smithsonian. My mother was an Afro-wearing sister in the 70s. My mother introduced black history in music to the public school system under great duress, I might add. 
um, Black History Month was new in the 60s and the 70s. Black History Month was new. Uh, Black studies was unheard of. Um, singing, you know, uh, Kumbaya and <laughs> Go Tell It on the Mountain and, you know, other coded African, Afro-American, African-American historical um, songs was just not something that was done in the 70s. Um, so though my mother didn't see herself as being a revolutionary, she was a revolutionary. She was one of the first groundbreaking revolutionaries in music, in public school education, in the school system. So um, Black Beauty, I'm with you, beloved. You got your hands full. But know that children on the spectrum, people on the spectrum, adults on the spectrum, also have specialized gifts. Uh, underneath the illusion of the challenge, whether it's detail, paying attention to detail, sound, um, I am pitch perfect. <clears throat> I can hit a C note right now on voice and walk to that piano and hit it. Um, I'm on the spectrum. So so we don't look at it as a negative. Uh, I look at it as a, a, a refined gift, and it seems to be more people on the spectrum now, I think because of, you know, all the artificialness that we're exposed to in our waking reality. It's in the food, it's in the air, it's in the water, it's in what we see, read, take in. You know, some of you live in the concrete jungle and you don't know what a tree looks like. You don't know what, where your corn and your oatmeal really come from. Um, kids that ain't never seen a real cow, you know, don't know where, the, where they hamburger came from, don't know where they hot dog is produced, you know, um, for a child on the spectrum who might not, and in most cases will not learn in the same repetitive mechanism as other children. Uh, they need light, color, sound, feel, exposure. And Black Beauty, um, you seem to be well qualified to do so. Um, Queen Sheba, thank you so much for your active participation. Her baby is 22. She was her protector from day one. And she's on the spectrum. And she's in the university now. Yes, congratulations. Sensory and fine motor tuning therapy and love. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we would play with things. You know, toilet paper roll, boxes, and paper mache. You know, flour, water, newspaper, you know, blow a balloon up, cover it. And, you know, we would make masks. And, oh, my God, me and Wapani would create whole backyard carnivals. First on paper, we designed it, then decided what the prizes were. So we went to the wholesale store and bought prizes and then created carnival games in our yard, you know, as children. So, yeah. These children on the spectrum, these pandemic babies, uh, this the newest coming generation, beyond generation. Um, uh, what's the, the newest generation? Is it why? Beyond those born recently, these children are coming through with fine-tuned spiritual frequencies that will be misinterpreted as mental health, that will be treated as mental health, that will not necessarily be treated as a gift 
And so the mothers and the fathers, the parents, have to treat these children and their gifts as what it is, a gift uh, and a blessing. All right now, Baltimore City, I have cousins from Baltimore. The whole family packed up and moved in the early 80s to Chicago. Uh, they lived and grew up in Baltimore. of successful, well-to-do people. Now, listen, I got sister got a house in Montgomery. I know there are black people in Montgomery. Don't send me hate mail, but it's a very whitewashed <laughs> uh, uh, county. Thank you, Queen of Sheba. Yes, ma'am, on that Suitland. Suitland Senior High. I think it's Suitland Tech now or Suitland Art Tech or something like that. Uh, Black Beauty Sun is also a protector. Yeah, I'm very protective. I was very protective of my sister and my god sister growing up, especially in junior high and high school. Um, it wasn't no dating on my watch that I didn't know about. It wasn't no boy that was interested in my sister that I didn't know about. And, and I'm talking about phone number, address, <laughs> who they hung out with. You know, um, that's when people really began to acknowledge um, the voodoo was seventh grade. I was doing readings in the cafeteria in the eighth grade. Advertising, graphic arts, that's a blessing, Queen Sheba. That's a blessing. Yes, and having a a nurturing, loving, erudite, well-studied, well-read parent helps. And exposure. You've got to expose these kids to culture, tradition. You might not be able to get on a plane and fly, but go to every museum in your town. Drive to as many museums in your state. Uh, National parks. We went to every park. We had to drive every summer somewhere. So we've driven to every drivable state. We've, We've been to Canada. Uh, as children, growing up, it was mandatory. We'd leave church on Sunday, and we might drive 500 miles, 250 miles away from the house and back. It was just what happened in my house, and, and I'm grateful. Uh, because of that, I didn't end up a statistic. Oh, that's nice. The first time he said, I love you, Mommy. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Thank you for that, Queen of Sheba. Thank you all for your love, your attention, your support, your listenership. Yes, many are nonverbal. I, I guess it was in an environment where I didn't have a choice, really. Um, both sides of my family, talkers, shouters, uh, arguing, communicating, yelling. I mean, you know. I had no choice, alpha generation alpha. I had no choice but to communicate. My mother made us use our words. Uh, There was no, my parents didn't play that. There was no, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, uh uh-huh. We couldn't do none of that in our household. There was no what? Not in our household. It was yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. 
and then you waited to hear the instructions. <laughs> now, I, a lot of shadow energy in my house. My dad was egregiously violent, uh, egregiously um, violator. Um, so, again, I, I was in an environment where I had to communicate as soon as possible to the best of my ability. Um, and then, of course, that leaked out to how I then communicated with others. Uh, until this day, I'm, I'm seen as weird in terms of communication. I know a lot of people. I have thousands of associates. I have very few friends and, and very few friends who would tell you honestly that they understand how I communicate. Even in how I do my readings and divinations, very streamlined, very ordered, Ask anybody who's ever had that experience with me. You know exactly what's happening. I explain things before you can even say it. I explain things you're thinking about on the spectrum. And and I don't get off course. I'm able to come right back. Okay, but let's get right back on the on the point. But yeah, I grew up in a very traumatic, violent, aggressive, hot, EB, a soap bowl negative type environment. And so I had to learn certain survival skills. Thank you, Braids and Bonnets. I had to learn certain survival skills really early, really quickly. Uh, My father did not treat us like children in the worst way. Um, Treated us as adults, um, violated us as adults. Um, Yeah, and it has everything to do with uh, the great degree of spiritual power, energy, discipline, and control that you see demonstrated today by both myself and my sister Wapani. Wapani's uh, probably most popular book is And the Little Girl Cries. And the Little Girl Cries by Wapani, W-A-P-A-N-I, Savage, S-A-V-A-G. Wapani Grateful. 
And I'm certainly available to you by email 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year at Divine Prince at House of the Divine Prince.com. D I, D like David, I, B like Victor, I, N like Nancy E, Prince, P R I N C E, at House of the Divine Prince.com. I have to spell it out for the radio listeners, y'all. I'm grateful. I look forward to meeting with you again. I look forward to receiving your email requests. Until next time, remembering that all is truly and indeed a blessing if you can just see beyond the veil because it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life. Ashe, Asheo, Ashe. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. I'm always grateful for your listenership and your participation. A dash of cayenne to the room. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Boil a gumbo, hot and steady. Don't care if ready, ready. Gone free at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne, where she's buried. The fire on the bayou when a black cat scratched at two under a full moon that's blue. Chant the magic words, Kufaru. Dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Boil a gumbo, hot and steady. Don't care if ready, ready. Gonna free at that old cemetery. Down on Claiborne, where she's buried. Fire on the bayou when a black cat scratched at two under a full moon that's blue. Chant the magic words, Kufaru. A dash of cayenne to the rule.
gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too. Single ride that Moses through. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my green green suit. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you, can't see my eyes, black shades too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claybone where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the roof Gonna put on my Greek grease Yeah Black top hat Black suit too Same old ride that Moses threw I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you Can't see my eyes, black sheets too Gonna pray at that old cemetery Down on Claybone where she's buried A dash of cayenne to the roof Gonna put on my green, green suit